I'm so excited and today to be privileged by God to facilitate this um, new Bible course titled the Holy Spirit and I believe the Holy Spirit himself to the power of the Word of God is going to change our life and help build our faith concerning the things of the Spirit. Amen. And my name is David Odenaya and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be your tutor for this course. Now, the reason why I'm so excited about this new course in this class is because the person of the Holy Spirit is one of the misunderstood things in the body of Christ. There's so many theologies and teachings going on right now that has kind of given us a misconception of who the Holy Spirit really is. But I like to start this course by saying that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not a myth. It's not a force. It's not a power or a fire or a dove. He is a divine person. Now, the Holy Spirit is much a person as God the Father and God the Son. It is no way less in any form or shape than God the Father and God the Son. Now, I want us to open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 5, verse 7 and read something about the Holy Spirit and the Father and the Son. So, in 1 First John chapter 5 verse 7 says there are three that bear witness in heaven and it said the Father the Word and the Holy Spirit and these three are one so this scripture talks about what we have come to understand today as the Holy Trinity, which is one God in three persons. So we have God the Father, God the Son, who is also known as the Word of God, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And these three agree as one. That is what we have just read from 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. Now, one thing that we need to understand is that though the Bible, in the mention of the Godhead, mentions the Holy Spirit in the third person. So we can say the Holy, Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead. Now, his position in the Godhead is not a is not as a result of hierarchy so it's not the fact that the god the father is greater than or more equal than god the son and then after god the son we have the holy spirit no the position of the holy spirit in the godhead is as a result of his function so it's more relative to his function and his role in the godhead rather than as a sign of hierarchy for example, by scriptures, we've come to understand that the sovereign will of the Godhead lies with God the Father. He is the one that comes out and says, let us do this and let us do that. And the other members of the Godhead 
come together in agreement. For example, we see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where the Father said, Let us create man in our own image after our likeness. And we can see that the other members, the Word, God the Word, and God the Holy Spirit were in agreement with the will of the Father. Because the Bible makes us to understand that when God created all things, he created it by his word. So with that we can see in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And then it said, he was in the beginning with God. What beginning? Remember the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth. So in the beginning, when God created the heaven and the earth, the Bible said the word was with him. And it says, all things were made through him. Through who? Through the word. And without him, nothing was made that was made. So everything that the Father willed, and created was created by the word so what is the role of the holy spirit everything that is created in the godhead is executed by the holy spirit in other words when something is created by the word after the father has willed it it's the holy ghost that executes that thing and make it manifest without the holy spirit whatever the word has created cannot become a reality so it's like you buying a car, but without a battery, without something to ignite that car to move, then that car is useless. And that's what the Holy Ghost is. The Holy Ghost is the, is the power of the Godhead. It's the one that makes things happen. The Word creates, but it's the Holy Ghost that makes it happen. It makes it manifest. And that means that the Godhead cannot do anything without their first, the Father willing and the Word creating and the Holy Spirit executing. And that is why wherever you see a statement in the Bible when it says God created, it's actually not just talking about God the Father, but it's talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to show you an example in Genesis chapter 1 that lets us understand that everything that God creates, He creates by His Spirit. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in verse 2, it says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. And the Spirit of God moved. Look at that. So, if, and then let's look at this was as it, and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the water so there was a move of the spirit there's always a move of a spirit before there is a move of god or you can say before god does anything and then in verse 3 after the move of the spirit the bible says then god said let there be light and there was light one because when God said, let there be light, his word went forth and created that light. And the Holy Spirit took what was created and he make, empowered it and made it manifest. So there was light because God created it by his word through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 104, verse 30, 
it says you send forth your spirit they are created and you renew the face of the ground so we can see the role that the holy spirit plays in the creation of all things when it concerns the godhead so like i've been trying to explain the holy spirit is not just a spectator in the things relating to the godhead he is not inferior to any member of the godhead he is as equal to the father as the son is to the father so in no shape or form should we look down on the Holy Spirit and reduce him to a myth or force or to a feeling. Sometimes you hear people say, oh, I can feel the Holy Spirit. And that's how I know he's here. Oh, the Holy Spirit is here because I can feel his presence. But the Bible says we walk by faith and not by our emotions, not by our five senses, not by our, our feelings. What if you don't feel his presence? Does that mean he's not there? Is much there because the Bible says that God says, where two or three people are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. And how is he in our midst? He's in our midst by the Holy Spirit. Because by revelation and understanding, we know that the person um, of the Godhead who is present here with us is the Holy Spirit because Jesus Christ said something very important. He said, if I do not go, then the Father will not send the Holy Spirit. It said, it's expedient. It is to your advantage that I go. This was in the book of John chapter, let me see if it's John chapter 14. Let's see here. Um, let's see, John chapter 14. Um, when he was speaking to his disciples and he said, uh, let me see here, said, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor um, neither um, does he know him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Um, let me see here where he said it's expedience. So I know he spoke in John chapter 14, 15, and 16. So take a look at John chapter 16, verse 7. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. In another version of the scripture, it says, It is expedient that I go. For if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Expedient also means profitable. So the coming of the Holy Spirit into our lives it's for us to be able to profit in life so jesus said i have to go 
so that the Holy Spirit can come. And he said, and I will pray, if we turn back to John chapter 15, chapter 14, let me see here, in verse 15, John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandment, verse 16, I will pray the Father and he would give you another helper. Some other versions say another comforter. So a comforter is someone who comes to comfort, who comes to help, who comes to walk alongside you to help you in your day-to-day -day stuff. So Jesus said, I have been with you all this while for the last three years, teaching you, showing you the works of the Father, teaching you the, the principles of the kingdom. But it's now time for me to leave the sin as it were, so that the Holy Ghost can take his place, give back to the church, and manifest Christ in the lives and the hearts of the believers. Because as we continue in this course and come to understand the importance and the place of the Holy Ghost today in our lives, we come to discover that he is actually the person who gave, gave birth to the church in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost but what I'm trying to say here is that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead he is equal to God the Father to God the Son he's not in any shape or form inferior to them his position like we said in the body of Christ is a function is a, um, a, a revelation of his function and role in the Godhead so we said God the Father is the one that wills and the word creates the will of the Father, and what has been created is executed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, whatever the word creates does not become a reality. So when the word created all things, it was the Holy Spirit that gave life and gave birth to those things. Can you imagine when God wanted to create man, he created man by his word, but then after he had created the body and created every other thing, the Bible says, and God breathed into man the breath of life that breath of life is the breath uh, that is the holy spirit god breathed the holy spirit into man and man became um a living thing amen that's why in the book of job is said in verse job in job chapter 32 verse 8 he said but it is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. The breath of the Almighty is the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. It's the spirit that brings all things to life. He is the breath of life. And Bible says, a man became a living thing. So nothing comes alive without the power of the Holy Spirit. The word creates, but it's the, the power of the Holy Spirit that brings it alive. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says Jesus Christ casted out demons in his days of his ministry by his word. But we also know that his word was able to cast out demons because of the power of the Holy Ghost. Because in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says how that God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. 
see, with the Holy Ghost and with power. And that's why his word was able to heal and to deliver those who were oppressed of the devil. See, anointed, how that God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power and he went about doing good and healing those who were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because he was anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, the word cannot manifest anything. It's all connected. You have the will of the Father, you have the Word, and then you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that is why you as a believer, it will be a futile and frustrating experience for you to think that you can walk in this world and do great without the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the partner of the Holy partnership of the Holy Spirit for you to be able to excel in the things of the Spirit. Amen. So, and also, remember I said that the Holy Spirit is not a force, it's not a feeling, it's not a symbol, it's not a dove. Yes, it can manifest himself in different ways. The symbols actually are a reflection of his nature, uh, in nature of how he works and uh, his behavior within the life of a believer or in the body of Christ. And that's why we have those um symbolism of him but he is a person and if we further look at how jesus christ described the holy spirit he never described him as an it because you see some versions of the bible use it to describe the holy spirit as even the new king james version when it says it shall this it shall that the holy spirit is not a it it's a he and that's why i know i like the new king james version that actually uses he for the holy spirit now jesus in introducing the holy spirit to us said in john chapter 14 verse 16 that we already read it said and i will pray the father and he will give you another helper so it's going to give you somebody that was like me another helper and he may abide that he may abide with you forever that he jesus christ that he said that he he didn't say that it that he may abide this is a person of the godhead that jesus said was going to come and abide with us forever then in verse 70 say the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him it didn't say see it it said, sees him so jesus refers to the holy ghost as a person and he said for he dwells with you and will be in you in verse 26 it says but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things so is a person he will teach you all things and he will bring to your remembrance all things that i've said to you so the holy ghost is a per third person in the godhead who executes the will of the father and he is equal to the father as the son is to the father and his position in the Godhead today, like I mentioned, is a function of his role in the works of God and not because of hierarchy. And that's why I emphasize again, First John chapter 5, verse 7 says, There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and they free are one 
They're one and the same and they are equal. Remember, the concept of the Trinity is one God in three persons. The Godhead consists of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, who are one in every sense of oneness. They are one and they are equal. Everything they do is in unison. Everything they do is one as one personality. So the Holy Ghost, un, uncompromising, is a person. So this may be something that is against the theology of many people or what we've been taught in church, in Bible school, or in, in Catholicism or whatever religion, we, you know, doctrine that we have um, imbibed. The Holy Spirit is a person, a person that can be, can speak, can teach, can do a lot of things. And that we will learn in the next lesson when we look at the personality of the Holy Spirit. I just want to say thank you for listening in this course. And I pray that God will continue to cause your heart to yearn to know more about the Holy Spirit. And I pray that the things that you've learned in this lesson today, that they would stay with you they will be enlarged in you and they will cause you to bring forth fruits unto the glory of god god bless you amen